Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Masters of the Matrix. In today's episode, I have with me Scarlett Poretta, who is a certified life coach, intuitive, medium, and manifestation coach. She has the amazing ability to connect with loved ones on the other side, and her life's purpose is to support others with their life journey, sharing content that will nourish their soul. Thank you for being on the show, Scarlett. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Greg. I'm I'm a big fan of what you're doing. Um, I, I just love how genuine you are and your message um, is just, it's so perfect for our souls. So keep shining. Thank you for what you do. And thank you for having me. Oh, such a wonderful thing. I really appreciate that. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and, and your mission here and, and what are you up to? That's interesting because I'm not sure myself. <laughs> I, other than, of course, um, you know, going with the flow, you know, I, I feel that I'm called to do this work. And really, when it boils down to it, it's it's about making sure that our soul is in alignment with, you know, who we actually are. And of course, today's mundane society has us feeling a lot of anxiety or a lot of pressure, a lot of fear. And none of that is, you know, in alignment with our soul and wants to distract us. So my main mission is to really kick fear out the door and, and make, you know, make space for people to live their life. The, the life that they are supposed to live. Amazing. And that's, that's an amazing thing to do for people because like you said, this is the age that we're living in, in distractions mm -hmm. and, and yes. taking away from who we really are. And it's now probably the biggest challenge it's ever been in, in, in our human times. So it sounds Indeed. like you have some experience with, um, you know, yourself finding your true path as yes. a medium yourself. I read about you that you've actually had these abilities young. Mm -hmm. How did you handle that? Would, would, did you step away from that because yeah. of life? That's a and great, then... What a great question. And, um, and it is, it's, it's one that I think I share in common with other, you know, energy healers, um, mediums, intuitives. I think it's something that I share where we don't understand what's happening to us when we're children. And it, it feels very frightening because, uh, you can't talk to anybody. If you attempt to talk to someone, um, they don't know. And it's not that they don't want to help. You know, I have a great family, wonderful, supportive, um, you know, family. And uh, they just don't know. Like these, these are, no, nobody's taught us this. And we are luckily because of people like you who are doing these types of, you know, messages and podcasting that we are finding each other and we're learning from each other. Um, it was frightening, as you can imagine, as a little girl seeing, you know, a strange man at the foot of your bed or what appears to be a creature with big glowing eyes, you know, it, it's it can be frightening. And so I did, I shut it down for a while. And, and it wasn't until I was in my forties that I really had that space to actually start playing with this, like, and investigating what is this, you know, um, prior to that, I, I, I shut it down and I thought things were happening by accident. And, and I mentioned that 
I'm going with the flow and I am called to do this. And the way that I even got started in this industry was because a friend of mine who has, a, a, well, she did actually a new in um, Stouffville, Ontario, she had a, uh, a new age store and her psychic didn't show up for the day. And so she was in a panic and she's like, Scarlett, you're psychic. I, I need, I need you to fill in. I'm like, I'm just a customer. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but she was in such distress that I thought, how can I not be there for her? And I figured it's Saturday. Who's going to pop in like without an appointment? Well, lo and behold, I had about five readings that day. And then I thought that was it. I did my thing. I helped my friend out and went on my merry way. And uh, she calls me midweek and she says, I have to put you on the schedule. There's, I have a ton of people requesting you. And I thought, all right, let's see where this journey takes me. And so you just get pulled. And it was at that point that then I started having some people like yourself around me to support, ask questions, learn, and uh, and the rest is history. That's amazing. Isn't that interesting how the universe sort of guides us back to who we really are? So how did those first sessions go? I mean, you went from sort of being this sort of closet psychic to now being doing actual readings for your friend. What did you experience? Did you hear things? Did you see things? Like what what were those first readings like? Yes. And, and, and what would normally happen except somehow, some way I was now honing into it, um, for that specific individual. And for me, I, I hear whispers first. I mean, there are, there's about eight different Claire sent, uh, you know, sentience, um, and senses that we have. Um, first they whisper to me. So I always hear voices. There are always these beautiful, calm, gentle voices. Um, and, and then you know, I see things, they drop images or, you know, they make me see, um, you know, images that, uh, they're wanting me to connect the dots for them. Right. So images that are relevant to them. And, and it was quite interesting because that was a different kind of validation for me. So I'm hearing these messages, seeing them, feeling them, you know, tasting, smelling, you know, someone likes coffee. It's like really interesting. And I have this person in front of me that's going, Oh my goodness you sound just like, you know, the, the person, their, their loved one on the other side, or yes, they did. They loved coffee. I found it, um, a very blessed experience to be able to give someone who is in distress, you know, peace and clarity, you know, it's not a blessed experience to have someone in front of me feeling distress. That's not the blessed experience. The, ex- the blessed experience was to be able to give them that peace and clarity that they so badly are craving, you know, to hear from a loved one, to receive a message that is encouraging, you know, that keeps them and moves them in the right direction. That, that I consider to be, a, you know, an absolute honor. I am very grateful to be able to do that. Oh, that's uh, that's amazing because you know unfortunately as you probably know there are people that are out there looking for true advice and true support and there are right. unfortunately people out there that take advantage of of people like that they do they do yes. they give a bad name to this whole other side and and the spiritual connection which you know right. makes our, our job a little tougher but it's they nice can. to know that yeah when when we are actually you know good people are doing it it's it it's a domino effect. And those people that experience these wonderful things say, no, I've experienced something really wonderful. And I totally agree that there's no really a higher purpose than to try to serve each other to our best ability. 
And, you know, I can definitely see you doing that. So when you're um, in, in these sessions, do you hear the voice of the loved one or do yes. you hear it in your spirit guides? That's a great question. I actually hear their voice. Um, I will hear uh, if they've got an accent. Sometimes they don't speak English. Uh, I will hear the actual whispers. Um, and, and I always wondered, are they actually whispering? Like this was something that I'm always, you know, very fascinated. And when, and a couple of times when I've done a paranormal investigation where there's like EVPs going on, um, you know, there are cases where I would say something like, or I'd actually hear a whistle first. And then I would say, Oh, did you hear that whistle? And the EVP actually would catch it. So you'd hear like this, this weird whistle, like a, and then you would hear me say, did you guys hear that whistle? And it was, so it's interesting because I'm actually picking up sounds, which I find really fascinating. How beautiful is it that they work that hard you know, just so that they can talk to us. That's really neat. So before I kind of get into more of the details, I'm very interested in this. How did you get over the fear mm. of, of the, of beings whispering in your ear? Um, time. And I'm still not a hundred percent. I got to be straight up. I'm still not a hundred percent, you know, fearless. Um, it, it, if you think about it, what we're doing is very untangible. And in this, in this mundane world, we are tangible. If we can't see something, touch it, therefore it does not exist. Right. And so mm -hmm. of course the work that you and I do is not tangible yet. We're working on it. Um, or science will catch up eventually. And so it's no different than this. Like Greg, if you and I were hanging out one day and you had gone to, you know, the, the gentleman's room and, and you come around, you know, you open the door and I'm hiding behind a corner and you come around and I'm like, boo. Right. And I startle you, you'll get scared. Right. And then it's like, Oh, Scarlett, it's you, right. You've got that validation of something tangible. Well, that's what's happening in the spirit world, right? Like often they're coming, they're talking to us or we, they, they, they show themselves to us or we smell something or it's, it's like, what is that? It's not tangible. And therefore there's always going to be just by virtue of who we are as human beings, that element of, of fear. It's like, what is that until we can actually make sense of it over, over time with experience, I've, I've learned to not um, not get pulled or sucked into the fear. Um, the way I look at it, Greg, is really super simple. God made me like this and God will take care of me. <laughs> so I'll be okay. <laughs> and and like that, I started just saying, okay, um, everything's going to be okay. And just to trust, you know, mm -hmm. I think that's a, you know, it's a huge thing. Trust the universe. And trust that you're safe and you're always protected. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. fear does every so often creep up. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> so it's still a bit of a work in progress. I, I, I always totally get will it. be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's an interesting place, an interesting plane that we're living on here. That's for sure. Agreed. So something that you, you mentioned is paranormal investigations. Mm -hmm. Now I have to even, I have to admit that I, I sort of enjoy my ghost uh, reality clips. Mm -hmm. Like this is, but this is like, I call this like my junk food. But it's, right. it's it, but it's it's my way of saying like just knowing that like there's magic that there's there's other beings and other yeah. dimensions that yes. were actually overlapping with ours and yeah. you know the one thing that i always notice about these 
uh, these investigations is that they're always just about to capture and and they, they run away and they get scared. And I, I, I look at it from the side of, of, of the entity and probably a lot of the times they're just looking to get attention, looking to get help. Yeah. Uh, is that your experience? It is my experience. Um, and, and you are so bang on when you say that, you know, usually there's, you know, they commence communication and then they get freaked out and run away or, or close things down because they don't understand it. Um, the way that I kind of, the way that they feel to me is no different than if you and I were walking in, you know, downtown, I don't know, downtown BC or downtown, not BC, but in Victoria or in Toronto here for Ontario. And it's obviously, you know, very congested with a lot of people. And imagine you're walking through crowds and nobody can see you. And then after goodness knows how many years you've been doing this, because it feels like an eternity for them. They don't have concept of time like we do. Then all of a sudden out of the blue, oh my goodness, that person can see me. So imagine like, that's how I see them when I'm, you know, obviously in a strange place, not doing a reading. It's like, oh my goodness, this person can see me. I can communicate. So imagine what ends up happening. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to go and tell a few friends, hey, by the way, you know, Scarlett and Greg, they can see us. And then you get all of these, you know, all of these um, souls that are looking just to be validated. Sometimes uh, they don't have a chore for us to do. They just they just want to be acknowledged. You know, sometimes they pop in my living room. And I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? And that's it. They're happy with that. You know, so it's literally like the movie Ghost and the the 80s movie Ghost. Yes. Yeah, and I think there's another movie. It's called Ghost Town, which actually kind of talks about this. Oh, so how do you know that these entities can see you? Mm -hmm. That's that's like, I think, a big question for everyone. You know, everybody's always wondering about that. I, I look at it like this, like when the energies don't match what we normally are seeing it, it, um, it causes a reaction in us. So for example, if someone just pops up in my living room, then I can see them, you know, and I react, or if someone is whispering to me, you know, I can hear that and I react. And it's the fact that we are reacting to them that makes a big difference. They're recognizing, Oh my goodness, this person can see me or hear me. That makes a lot of sense. That Mm -hmm. does make a lot of sense because I have direct experience with this. I lived in a house in my 20s that was haunted. And I didn't know this at first, but how I found out it was haunted was I, every time I would try to fall asleep, and you know that time right right when you're just falling asleep and then you actually get to sleep, I would always hear a bang or a knock on the wall, on the door, on the ceiling. And it happened Every, every day, every single day, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so like my conscious mind's like, what is that? I'm, I have no idea. And I wasn't nearly as far on my path as I am now, but I did believe in right. ghosts. I, I saw a UFO when I was in, in my uh, in my youth as well. Wow. Um, but I, I wasn't ready to deal with this stuff, you know, right. because it's one thing when you're watching it, but it's one thing when you're actually experiencing it. Exactly. And I didn't have the tools to, right. to deal with this thing. So this is actually when I started sleeping with a fan for the white noise so i just yes. bought a big old fan cranked this thing yes. up to maximum volume and you know but what was interesting about that was yeah the noises went away but then right. my dreams started getting affected 
I would yeah. wake up and I would, I would actually see, like I saw a big python coming out oh. of the ceiling coming wow. to attack me. And it was like oh. scared the crap that out of me. That is scary. Yeah, it was scary. It Absolutely. is scary. Yeah. So that was my experience with it. And I, you know what? I didn't, I actually kind of got more annoyed than scared. Mm. Yes, I was scared for the first few seconds. You? I was probably 25, 27, something like that. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. And so, so I, that, I, I got I, mad. I just got like, you know what? Imagine. Enough of this. Like, I'm just done. And whenever my yeah. friends would come over, they were like, there's something weird in this house. And then, you know, back, this is before digital photos were available. So right. some people take photos of me and there was always like an orb. On right. Me. So I was probably attracting something. What do you think about that? Well, I have to agree with you that you're attracting something. Um, and again, not on purpose, but because they, they recognize, oh my goodness, someone, you know, can see me. I, I can maybe have a conversation with someone. They've been waiting eternity for this. Um, and th- what I find interesting is you mentioned that when you're in that, that state between falling asleep and then actually sleeping and that, you know, um, studies show that if you're in either, I think it's theta or alpha, that's then when, you know, the communication can easily happen. And so those of us that do this work that, um, as mediums or intuitives, for whatever reason, we can go into that state. And I always joke and appear to be awake because we're really not awake, right? But we just appear to be awake. And it's in that, in that time that yes, you're going to hear the the noises, you're going to hear them. And, uh, and what I found very fascinating is then you put the fan on. So now you can't hear it, but then they're going to capture your attention in a different way. They're like, Oh, wait a second. He can't hear me anymore. So let me, let me try harder to get, you know, get noticed. And and that's what happened to you. Yeah. Yeah. It was wow. intense. I'll tell you that. Cause it was, it was that happened. And then they, it was another thing that they were above my bed and they appeared as this weird energy. And I used my blanket to defend me. <laughs> like it was the strangest yes. thing. And they always yeah. did it when I was alone. Right. Right. Which I which I find interesting, you know. I do I, I do some work with psychic kids. Um, what's interesting is I don't really need to do much work because once they get it and they have a couple of tools, they feel normal and they keep going. And I remember one of the young girls that I was working with. I think at the time she was eleven years old, and she said, "I saw this man." And he scared me. So in other words, she didn't recognize it as a family member. And his appearance, for whatever reason to her, felt intimidating. So she said, I, sh- I closed my eyes so that I couldn't see him anymore, which is what we do. We close our eyes. We put a blanket, right? Like a lot of, a lot of us have done that. Doesn't matter how old we are. And, and I said to her, oh my goodness, don't do that. Because now you will not be able to see him. And he's got those instructions don't appear to me. And you're now going to have to figure out how this, this entity or spirit is, is communicating with you. Are they benevolent or are they lower vibrational? You know, so we have this tendency to, to want to yet hide from it. And meanwhile, we could be potentially causing some challenges. That's really interesting. You say that because I, I definitely feel I did, I closed off some of my senses, my psychic senses right. at, at those times. And, and I, I also, yeah. And it's normally because I didn't have the, I didn't mm-hmm. have the tools. No one has said that this is okay. This is a gift. You can actually That's like grow right. with this and it can do really neat things. But a couple other things happened too, where I was visiting my mom in, in California in the desert and I was walking out in the desert there 
And right. it was about 9 p.m. It was, it was dark. And all of a sudden, I heard the biggest whistle, a cowboy whistle. Wow. That I, my, my whole body just went pure like goosebumps. And I just did, like, I didn't out, outwardly react. I just did like an old 180 back in the house. And I was yeah. like, she was like, my mom said, are, are you whistling? And I said, uh, oh, you heard wow. that, right? And she wow. was like, yeah, yeah. I said, no, no, there's something on the property there that, uh, you know, she was, well, maybe it's the old, the Indian chief. There was a sort of a story about this Indian chief was on, um, on that property and he was right, whistling, right. At, whistling at me to get my attention, but it yeah. was loud and right. I was not ready for it. Holy moly. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I mean, now that looking back, I find it so fascinating, like, and, and loud and your mom heard it too, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. which just goes to, you know, proof again, that when they are making these noises, you know, it is not just in our head. It is not just something no. that is, you know, happening to us. Like it is, it is legitimately happening. So fascinating. Yeah. It, it, not it so is really fascinating. fascinating. <laughs> well, when you, when you don't have the tools, right. When you don't know, like <laughs> now when stuff like this happens to me, like, you know, even if, you know, this has happened again and again, and I saw like a man wearing a hat in, in our, right. my old apartment. And, you know, that was kind of shocking for a moment, but when you're sort of on this path and you start to understand that there's life going on on every level. It's not just what right. we see and feel here physically. There's so right. much going on. And when you have that, like you said, have what, what, how do you get over the fear? It's having faith and trust that you're it part of the, of, of the creator and the creator's love right. and that you're, and you're in that. Correct. So knowing that is really the biggest thing. And a lot of people really, nowadays don't really know that, do they? You are so right. It really is. You are so right. You know, the other thing that I think is important as well, um, especially if you're if you're new to it or you're not familiar or you're just gaining the tools, is to protect yourself. And it is important for those of us that are sensitive. It is important that we do it daily. Like I have a routine every morning where I do a set of, of prayers. My background is um, is Roman Catholic, although I am so open to, you know, to believing in so much more. Um, it's just, that's what's familiar to me. And there's a lot of great prayers that, you know, where you call on St. Michael for protection, you know, um, and to, to remove any, any disembodied spirit, um, or even, you know, so that they don't retaliate against us because there have been some experiences where, you know, some entities can retaliate. Uh, so yeah, you've got to protect yourself every day. It's so, so important your, our aura fields are a little bit different. Someone once told me that, you know, people like yourself and myself, that the aura fields are, are, um, more feathered, And so we can read energy and people feel comfortable coming to, to share information with us. And it's because our aura has a tendency to be a little more feathered, whereas others have more boundaries, you know, it's quite, it's quite interesting. That is interesting. So you mean not just the physical people being comfortable with us, but actually non-physical entities being comfortable. Yeah. That is actually really interesting. So when you say protect yourself using mantras, using prayers or, or yes. effective methods, whatever you term your the God for whatever you believe in, right. those are going to be effective. 
Right. Exactly. And they are. And there's so many things that you can do. Like, you know, I call on higher light beings. I'm only interested in receiving information and guidance on, you know, from higher light beings, those that work with the source that work with the white light and any other spirit or entities that are not beneficial to me must move on to their destiny now. And I think, you know, the higher light beings, it can be something as, as simple as that. It really can. Um, and there are different ways to protect as well. Like I find, um, protection from within, not just protection from the outside, you know, like smudging, which is commonly known, you know, prayers or whatever mantras you want to say, those are, um, you know, those are very important. And so is taking care of yourself from the inside, like eating well, eating higher vibrational food, you know, that helps keep your frequency steady so that you recognize if there is, you know, something that is not of your frequency. That, that is huge. That is huge. And if you do feel that you did a paranormal investigation and you're maybe a little more exhausted than you normally would be, then there are things like teas, you know, like rosemary tea is one of my, my go-to things. Um, and it cleanses right from the inside. It removes anything. I'll say negative. We'll keep it negative. <laughs> I love that. Because there is, unfortunately, you know, um, forces out there that are, they're, they're not benevolent, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I wish, I wish I could have a different conversation about that, but you know, it is, it is a reality. Luckily find, there's more benevolent. Right. And I find for me that as, as I've sort of gone on this journey, I totally agree with you in, in that sort of that inner knowing that you're safe, because if you're putting mm -hmm. out that energy that I need protection, you're yes. putting out really a sort of a version of, of fear that you're not trusting, that you're not putting out, you're not really it's, believing in, your, in your connection. Right. Yeah. That's um, a good but point. I also do, I do use crystals as well. I, I, I do. Mm -hmm. I, crystals I, are I, great. I love crystals. Me love too. They're all over crystals. the place. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like I'm holding two crystals right now. Even right here. <laughs> yeah, my all left over. Hand, yeah. <laughs> Um, they're, cause yeah. they're such a wonderful, um, and they're alive, they're sentient and they have a, mm -hmm. just they have a lovely vibration and they're here to help. They really do. Us. Yeah. And they really do. Well, everything is here to assist us, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that is what we have to remember is we are not alone, you know? Um, and like I said, uh, God created us like this. The universe created us like this. It will take care of us as well. And there are so many ways. And I, I really like what you said, because if you call for protection, you've got to be very careful because that is actually inviting fear. Mm -hmm. You know, um, for me, because I do things um, daily with energy where I'm reading energy that does not belong to me, I must take I must take certain precautions so that they don't remain with me. Going back to that, you know, where they where they don't see someone for for however long. And then as soon as there is someone that can talk to them, they want to latch on to us and right. we don't want that. No, that's, that's no fun. I mean, we, we, we no. can help them, but we don't want to take them, take them home with us, well, which I'm sure happens it, with, with a lot of even, even these paranormal investigators that really don't know that level just because they're yeah. interested. Yeah. And... Oh my goodness. I, I remember I had an experience, um, you know, here in Ontario, there's, um, in, in Niagara on the Lake, there's Laura Secord's home and it's her original home and it's now a museum. 
And many years ago, I had gone, you know, with um, with my daughter because we love all of this kind of historical or spiritual stuff. And at that point, um, this was many, many years ago. So neither one of us was equipped the same way we're equipped today. And, and so I remember, you know, that home was very, very large and my bedroom at the time was on the third floor. The third floor had its own electrical panel. And so my kids were in the family room, which is, you know, down the stairs and around the corner. It was like, you know, on the opposite side of the house. And so there I am in the bedroom and I'm just combing my hair and freshening up after coming home from this fun day. And all of a sudden the electricity just goes, poop, like literally poop. Everything is off. And it, it felt like an eternity. It probably was like maybe 10 to 30 seconds. And in that moment of that poke sound, I could see in the mirror, this woman standing right behind me. And she was in that era, like the 1800s with the apron. And, and she just looked at me and, and, and then the electricity went back on and I was so freaked out. So of course, the first thing I want to do is check on my kids. Did the electricity go out? And they're saying to me, Mom, electricity, everything's fine. Are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not. You know, are you losing it? Always. <laughs> and, and then I realized, oh my goodness, you know, this poor woman wanted to be seen so badly that she followed me two hours away from where she normally is. And in that moment, I learned, oh my goodness, it's dis it's really disrespectful and very irresponsible of me not to have a conversation with them to say, thank you so much for spending the day with me. This is your home. You must stay here and I'm going to go. I will come back and visit another time, but you must stay here because this poor soul, I had to work on then sending her back. So it's just, um, I just find it, I just find it rather interesting how, you know, these there's, there's so much, for us to learn around this topic that you and I could be here for at least three to four days. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I just want to say too, that I've had experiences in my dreams where I've been yes. attacked in my dreams. Oh, and luckily yes. I've, I'm have, I have enough awareness in my dreams that I don't get caught up in the fear, but I tell yes. you and, and the audience out there, this is a powerful statement you can use. If you can remember this and take this into your dreams with you, Right. Is, is is three words. I am word. If you yes. say that and believe in that, and that really is your purest connection to source. Yes. And that's, that's they, beautiful. They, they speak about that in the Bible. Yes. And, um, that's actually from um, the uh, a book, uh, a book series that I was reading. I see the gentleman's face. Uh, what's his name? Um, I, I can't remember what it is. But anyways, this is one of the things that they share is to say this, I am word. And I remember I was under this distress in my dream and I was like freaking out. And I remember the only thing I was screaming in my dream, I am oh. word, I am word as wow. loud as I could. And then it all dissipated. It disappeared. It disappeared. And I woke up and I was cool and calm. Yeah. And that only happened maybe one more time. And I did the same thing. And it never happened again. So I, I find that very interesting about yeah. knowing what that my awareness in my dreams are and carrying that with with me. So if you can remember that, that could be yes. one thing that can really help you if you're getting um, bombarded with some on, on negative. There's beings, all kinds, yeah. There's all kinds of uh, things like dreams, of course, yeah. And and we feel a little out of control. You know, there are people that talk about, you know, sleep paralysis. 
yeah, you know, where they're being jumped, really, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, they're being jumped, right? And um, and it can be a very unnerving experience if you don't oh, know yeah. what to do. It's, but and, like oh, what you're and, and psychologists, uh, psychologists say, oh, it's just a, a, a you know, in your mind, it's oh, not real. Yes. Okay, well, tell yeah, tell you tell tell that to you when you're actually in that position. I know. I'd like to I'd like to share that experience with you, and you tell me that's not real. You know, Absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna share a fun a fun story because um, there is always that that debate, right? Like, is it energetic, spiritual? Or is there a scientific, you know, I do believe science will catch up, but I got to share a really interesting experience. I'm, I don't know how old I was, um, but I was probably in my twenties and my grandmother who is not native to Canada, um, actually is a immigrant or was an immigrant from Italy came here and never really learned the English language. So could she maybe would have understood like a word here and there. And if she did watch TV, she wasn't watching anything English because she just couldn't follow that conversation. And at one time in her 70s, um, she had taken a bit ill with her heart. And this um, this one time she had passed out. And and then, of course, it, it was uh, it had become um, known that she had had a heart attack and passed out. And so she at the time was living with my aunt and she passed out. She's on the floor and my aunt is, you know, smacking her face like, mom, mom, you know, wake up, wake up. And this lasted for quite some time. My my grandmother was unresponsive. And then all of a sudden she wakes up and she's gasping like she gasps, like wakes up and she proceeds to tell my aunt in Italian, she says, why did you wake me up? I was in the most beautiful place. She said, I saw this big tunnel and there was this gorgeous light. It was warm and welcoming light at the end of the tunnel. There was all these people on the side of the tunnel. And all of a sudden she sees her mom come from the wall of the tunnel, holding a little baby girl and says to my grandmother in Italian, Anni, it's not your time. Go back. And so my grandmother was shocked. My great-grandmother smacked her and my grandmother proceeded to turn around and go and woke up. And so here I am having some of my weird experiences that I was pretty much keeping to myself, um, except for with my sister, I would share these things with my sister. And and so obviously my great-grandmother is on the other side. And what was interesting is I was a little questioning why the baby in her arms I learned afterwards that my grandmother, her first child was a stillbirth and it was a little girl. Now you tell me, this is now a woman that didn't understand what came from a very simple, small town in Italy. There was no conversations about this. And, you know, there was such famine at that time that there was no even, you know, opportunity to even think outside of anything other than put food on the table for the kids. And here she comes to Canada and has this experience, but she would have, she, there was no television shows or anything that she watched. And that's what caused me to really stop and think about our experiences because I thought, wow, that was something that you have to put in the books of unexplainable, you know? Absolutely. Unexplainable, yeah. but at the same time, explainable because it's the truth of where we live, isn't it? Exactly. Tearing down the veil. It certainly is. It certainly is. 
Mm-hmm. Speaking of male, do you do you feel do you find that we're living in a time where the veil between worlds could be perhaps thinning? Yes. Yeah, something is definitely happening. I do see in some cases a division. And in other cases, I'm seeing where we are collecting and coming together and congregating. Um, there is something. Now, I, 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 don't, I don't know what it is. Um, I have gotten some, you know, messages here and there um, about it. And, and Interesting enough, before, you know, you and I, when we were chatting before the recording, we were we were talking about how there is a shift. You feel it in the energy. You know, we are being challenged in ways that maybe we wouldn't necessarily be challenged. Like, it's almost like, OK, it's a bit of a test. Uh, let's let's see how much we can poke and prod to help you heighten your awareness and learn, you know, this wise compassion. Uh, I find it very interesting. Then, of course, you know, um, you, it, we always talk around the time, um, you know, around Halloween where the veils are thinning anyways. So right now, um, at the time of this recording, we're dealing even with those, you know, veils. Um, but I do find that the different realms for some reason, are interconnecting, communicating, um, experiencing, exploring. Like there's there's a lot of interesting things and there is very much a push towards a wise compassion. Um, I find it very fascinating, very fascinating. It is fascinating. And what I find also fascinating too is the fact that they can see us, these entities yes. can see us. So we're, they're yeah. able to see into our dimension but we're not able to see into theirs. And I'm just throwing this out there that perhaps <laughs> us as a collective, the human collective and Mother Earth as well, we're raising our consciousness into from 3D to 4D to 5D. So I wonder if that has a, a connection to what's really going on. Because what I've yeah. noticed is that I'm getting more sensitive to things. I'm starting to see more things, energy and stuff. Wow. But also the things that are being captured that I was saying on these videos are just unbelievable. That things mm-hmm. would never, I'm sure people think a lot of these are fake and sure, yes, a lot of them are fake, but there's some that of are just course, undeniable right. and these weird creatures are being captured. Yes, they are. They are. And I, I wish I could, I could say that, you know, in, in the, the mediumship that I do, I, I wish I could say that everything I see is, is human. It's not always human, you know, and, and that part always, you know, raises a, an eyebrow, an eyebrow, because it's, um, what am I seeing? What am I experiencing? You know, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I agree with you that we are heightening our awareness. I, I firmly believe, like, if you think about, you know, I can, I can look at our generation, you're probably younger than I am. Um, and, and so I can see that there are certain generations where this spiritual world you know, this energetic side to who we are was a lot more um, accepted. And as a matter of fact, it was a way of life. Um, Then all of a sudden, you know, we get all logical, you know, oh, science and, and all of this stuff. And we are now logical creatures and higher intelligence. And there is this big gap of information and, and, I don't know if that was done on purpose or not. And so we feel very displaced. This is how I, I'm experiencing it personally and what I'm seeing in others. And we get, we feel displaced. Luckily, like I said, this past, it's really been maybe the past 
five to eight years that I'm noticing where people are, are finding, we're finding each other, we're talking, we're learning from each other. And, and that's assisting us to, you know, to heighten our awareness to, you know, the, the fifth dimension, which I find is quite, quite interesting. It's amazing, really. This is stuff that I, I live for. I mean, I love this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I find the you. mundane world pretty mundane. Um, yeah. So what kind of gets me up every day is the magic. And to exactly. prove that magic is real, that's a part of my mission as well. So one thing I want to kind of like go into here a little bit with you is, is it possible that these, that the, these unseen entities can attach to people and influence them in either positive yeah. or negative ways? Yeah. Yes, they can. You know, they're um, sometimes, well, we're, we're happy when they attach to us and it's positive. You know, for instance, when you get a download and it's, it's suddenly a brilliant business idea that you you work on and it, it you know, it, it flourishes for you. Um, and then there are times where, uh, you know, it, it's not positive. And so you go from feeling calm to all of a sudden feel like you're, you're, you're bursting like into tears or, you know, you're fine one moment. And then the next moment you're un, unusually angry and you don't know why you're feeling angry. So yes, it is very possible for them to attach and influence us. Right. And we got to remember too, you know, when we talk about our soul guides, we're born with, um, you know, with an angelic one or white light, however you want to label it. And we're born with one that's not so nice. I'm going to call them lower vibrational, right? Some people say evil, whatever you want to label it, right? And so we are constantly being influenced on a daily basis with just what walks with us alone. And they're constantly fighting for our attention. And of course, because we have free will, we have the choice. We have the choice to make one decision or the other. So it's, uh, yeah, I wish we, I wish it was different, but yeah, it's, it's important to really remain aware of what's happening within you and around you. Yeah. And, and, you know, you make a great point. And I, and I think that's just the world that we chose to live in is that you have to have the polarity. You have to have yes. the light and the dark. And, and I do, do firmly believe that, you know, the dark is there is a tool used by the light to teach us. Because right? if it was all just was love, then I'm sure we right. wouldn't even be here. We'd just be wow, just in, in, in abundance and love and peace the whole time. So we came for yeah. the challenge. We came to see sort of that shadow self, to see what Our we need to heal and work on. And so yeah. I think if people look at it that way, it becomes less scary. I agree with you. And I, I like how you, you know, how you put clarity to that, because that's exactly right. And let's be realistic too. Sometimes we need that dark energy to survive, right? It gives us that, that will sometimes to push through something difficult or, you know, sometimes it's okay to get angry. You know, like you said, you can't just be all love and light. If your boundaries are being, you know, pushed, sometimes, you know, you do have to get, you've got to push back. Um, mm -hmm. There is nothing wrong with the polarity. It's how we, you know, how we invite it into our space. I think that's where, again, yeah. just we got to be aware. Yeah, and and how we and how we grow from those experiences too. Yes, yeah, because you're right. You can't have light without the dark, and vice yeah. versa. It's what we signed up for. We did. <laughs> so you do something interesting, and something that I think is not talked about as much as it should be. And that mm -hmm. is curses and generational 
Yes. Curses, which I think is such a really important topic that most people yeah. I'm sure are aware of, unaware of and right. that they should be aware of because I even before all this, I even felt that I had sort of my family curse, right. which was a very, uh, various different things to do right. with drinking and alcohol right. and overeating and all sorts of things. Right. And I was hyper aware of this. I'm like, I can actually have the power to break this pattern. Yes. But I'm sure that there's also a lot more heavier generational curses to do with like, perhaps someone down the line has says, I curse my family name or whatever right. it is that they do that follows right. them through their DNA right? up until you're born as the baby here. And you're now carrying that information in, in, in your body and your energy field. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what that, uh, what yeah, that is like for um, Well, first of all, I got to give you accolades for actually recognizing that because, um, you know, that is, that's huge. That's, that's a brilliant awareness. A lot of people walk around not understanding and then they succumb to that curse of, you know, alcoholism or, or emotional eating or whatever it is, you know, um, and curses, it, it's, you know, the generational curses um, sometimes are really as simple as fear, worry, you know, because alcoholism, overeating or emotional eating, these are all, you know, uh, around fear. And and I, I put it in a bubble of, of emotions, right? Because I consider us to have two bubbles of emotions. And one bubble of emotions is in and around fear, anxiety, panic, um, you know, lack of confidence, self-doubt, you know, low self-esteem. That's all in the fear bubble. And then you have the other bubble, which is joyful and this peace, harmony, happiness, content, you know, and of course, the joyful bubble is the path of our our soul. That's our soul contract. So I like using these emotions as a compass. Okay, are we moving towards our soul? Or are we moving away from our soul? So that's always an easy way to just quickly identify it. But now if you have identified it now, what do you do? And I, I, I it, it's, don't shoot the messenger, guys. One thing I've learned over the years is for whatever reason, that that um, lower vibrational realm fears Christianity. And so there are actually a lot of um, rituals and prayers that are in and around to remove a curse. But nobody ever has taught us that. I'm just recently actually been taking some courses around it. Um, there is a, a priest out there. His name is Father Ripiger. And I like him because very logical. He's not out there, you know, when it comes to like the religious side of things, it's very functional. And if you are experiencing this, well, then, you know what, turn to uh, this prayer and maybe do a little bit of fasting and you'll find that you'll break, you'll break the curse. And so it's, um, I find it very interesting, um, you know, to how easy it is to actually remove it. Now, for those that don't want to go the route of Christianity, I completely, you know, respect that. Again, though, you do need to do something daily where you are identifying this as something demonic and not allowing it in your space, because that's the bottom line. Just you're not welcome in my space and you've got to go on to your destiny. Don't send them to the light because they, their destiny might not be the light, but move them to their destiny. Let the universe and God 
figure that out and just keep moving them to the side. And this is where you will have to really lean on your soul guides and turn to the, the white light soul guide and ask for that guidance so that you're not turning, you know, to alcohol, you're not turning to food. You're not allowing fear to take over your life. That's the ones that are, you know, this, the, the generational ones that, you know, come from, you know, um, from generation to generation. You also mentioned the other one, which was very astute of you. I'm impressed that you actually know that. And you talk about where people have actually cursed their family, or sometimes people have gotten into the dark arts and they've cursed or they've done a ritual that will, this is very, this is very, very real. And uh, I know of one situation that I dealt with where um, a family member cursed the family. Um, I have no idea why they would do something like this. And it was in and around respiratory problems and, um, and um, uh, a mental illness. And so each family, each family member has been challenged with one or the other or both. And it's quite, it's quite, it's quite challenging. This takes um, a bit of a, a ritual of about 144 days where for 144 days, you have to specifically do something and address that issue and remove it. And once you do that, um, it, it, it really, you'll start seeing, I call it air. Like you'll feel like you can see and breathe. Like there's some clarity and calm and it happens where things all of a sudden start to be a little more smooth for you. And I think that's the key too, is, um, pay close attention to how smooth life is going and how unsmooth life is going. Cause we're not meant to struggle here. Yes. Well, there's, you know, a few bumps and bruises along the way as we heighten our awareness. But if you're seeing a pattern consistently where you keep getting stuck in this pattern of behavior or this pattern of terrible things happening to you or bad luck, well, you got to pay attention to that because that's something very supernatural. That is not normal. I was just about to ask you that. How could one know that mm -hmm. they're involved in this or that they're being influenced by this, these curses, these, these generational yes. influences. And what a great way to say it is watch the patterns. I, yes. I too am a big believer that you create your own luck. You magnetize yourself, right. whether positively or negatively, to right. the situations you want to experience. And so if Absolutely. you're negatively magnetized and you're pulling in the same situation, that's just heavy and dark. If you yes. can snap out of it for those moments and just be like, okay, I keep pulling this to myself. What exactly. is the source of this? Start right. asking questions to yourself. I, I like what you said. And I really want to hone in on it for a moment. If you can snap out of it, because that is exactly it. So just to make it a little more tangible, because again, whatever your belief system is, you can use, but there is a key that you have to consistently work a little bit hard. It, it'll, it'll feel like an uphill, you know, um, an uphill walk initially, and then, and then things will open up. The key here is the universe answers. Yes. It does not comprehend negative or positive because that is so subjective so what is positive for me could be negative for you and vice versa what is negative for you could actually be positive for me the universe doesn't know that it only understands what you're asking 
and what you're feeling. And it responds to that. It responds, yes. So an easy, easy thing, let's say someone is having maybe um, a generational curse around money, um, you know, and, and if you say, oh, you know, um, I need money, you know, universe, I need money or um, I want money, right? We think that some of us watch The Secret and think it's that simple, right? And it can be if you happen to get the right formula of words, it can be. Um, but the universe will say, yes, you want money. Yes, you need money. And it'll give you situations in and around wanting and needing money. It answers. Instead, we have to say something like, send me money. Send me money quickly without causing harm to anybody. You know, send it to me now. And then, of course, send me this amount, you know, and, and send it to me as quickly as possible. Um, allow me the opportunities to actually see opportunities to make money, like show me those, guide me. This is how we have to talk to the universe. But often we don't because we're coming from that place of depletion. Mm -hmm. The universe will go, okay, I'll give you more of it. <laughs> so it's, you got to snap out of it. I like, I like that you said that you got to snap and out of it. You, and you've really, you stated that so well um, <laughs> about the, the true law of, the law of attraction is the universe doesn't really see in good or bad. It just says yes. Right. So if you're operating from that place of fear or lack and right. you're wondering why things aren't going your way, well, we have to break that pattern somehow. We Otherwise really the pattern do. will continue. Agreed. And that's why I say, you know, snap out of it. Just, I love it. I'm going to use that. Snap out of it. You know, I had to snap <laughs> out of it and here I am. And it takes practice and you got to be gentle on yourself. Right? Yes, you can't you just do. be like, oh, I'm going to be an expert at this or be watching my thoughts and watching the patterns, but just do right. a little bit every day. And right. I, I say to people, keep a journal and just watch the patterns and what's what happened differently today based off what you were thinking, feeling and believing. Right. And if you change those thoughts, feelings and beliefs, what's ha right. what's, ha now, what's now happening? Right. And then that journal is going to be your your evidential journal to say, wow, this stuff really does work. And it does work. Our, our biggest challenge that we have is um, sometimes we don't comprehend how it would feel to be where we want to be. So if I were to say to you, Greg, okay, you know what, in a year, uh, I'd love to come back to your show and we're going to broadcast it from your yacht because you've made so much money in one year. And what is your initial reaction? It's like, mm, oh, that'd be cool. But then there's this element of, I don't really quite believe, right? It seems so far-fetched. Well, this is what we end up doing. And this is what causes a big energetic block in our manifesting. So really what we need to do is what I call a lot of future journaling. So it's not, you know, it's not 2022 right now. It is 2023. We're in the fall of 2023. Talk about your day. Journal that day. And everything that you ever dreamed of has come true. How do you feel? How are you walking? How do people respond to you? You know, that's what you've got to journal. And when, and anytime you're having a moment where you do feel stuck, it's important to stop and future journal. Don't journal about today, journal about tomorrow. Now, I don't want to say stop journaling about today. Let me rephrase that because it's important to journal about today. When you're stuck, Bring yourself into journal, you know, in the future, bring yourself in a year and, and just have fun with it. Okay. Now you've got, I don't know, a certain amount of money in the bank account. How does it feel? 
that you can buy your kids, whatever it is that you want to buy, or, you know, you want to take a trip and you can, you have that freedom to do so. How does that feel? It feels great. How are people responding to you now that you have this bank account full of money? They respond very differently to you, you know? So it's, it's different. It's about getting yourself in that, in alignment with where you want to go. Um, and that's part of snapping out of it because sometimes we want to snap out of it, but we just don't know how. So, yeah, are we going to do it then from your yacht? <laughs> then we'll do it from my yacht then. I look forward to it. <laughs> I, could, I could I could do a yacht. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> I could do that too, very you easily. Know, and and it's you no, know, I think there's so many of us out there that, you know, we were born, uh, depending on your age and depending on your parents' situation growing up, um, you know, mine was that money was always a problem. Money was always hard to get. And so right. as as children, we're so easily influenced, we absorb that. And then right. whether we realize it or not, we, we are then operating based off of our parents' choices. Yes. We're not even operating from our own choice anymore. We're operating right. from our parents' choices. And yes. so I truly believe that whatever your parents have decided, that's fine. That's on them. You know, bless them. Right. But their choices, them. D- d- yep. d- they don't have to be your choices. So if you choose not to yeah. be that way, that's your choice. So I find that, you know, we, we sort of in a society where a lot of people say, oh, my parents have this illness. My parents have this issue. Well, it's in right. our DNA. It's in our genes. Well, right. I'm a firm believer that we can change. Our DNA is always changing. Agreed. It's changing based off what we feel, think, and believe. So if Agreed. we really are saying, I'm healthy, I'm happy, I'm abundant. Yes. I don't yes. have any, like I'm, you know, you don't say, you don't want to say I don't have arthritis because then there could be resistance there. You'll say, I'm just healthy. My body is strong. Correct. You know, and I like that, what patterns. you're saying. You like, exactly. My body is healthy. And going back to money, because there are very few of us that don't have uh, you know, a, a positive react. What? No, I mean, everybody pretty much has a negative relationship with money. There's always, you know, it's never enough. And our society, I believe, is set up that way. We're on this hamster wheel of life and, and it's very expensive. And then there's these expectations to have certain things. And there's a concept out there. It's a Japanese um, way, it's a Japanese theory and it's called arigato money. And, and I, I, when I heard it, I was like, oh my goodness, these lights went off for me because I thought I was doing okay around my relationship with money. And then I realized, no, I'm not. So they approach money as an energy, like a ripple effect. And so anytime you go to purchase something, so let's say we go and we purchase, you know, a coffee at our favorite coffee shop. And before you pay, you say, thank you, money, or gratitude money or arigato money, whatever it is that you want to do. And stop and think for a moment that that cup of coffee that you're buying, you have just supported the cashier, their job, the person that is running the cafe who then employs many other people. So in other words, they're helping their families, you know, um, live a nice life. What about the coffee? Where's the coffee coming from? We're supporting that as well. And those families, what a beautiful ripple effect, not to mention that when I'm going to sit down and enjoy that cup of coffee, I'm going to have such joy from it. I'm going to enjoy that so much. What a beautiful ripple effect that that one small transaction has made. And that's how we should be looking at money every time we spend it and every time we receive it. Very different. Arigato money. 
That's brilliant. I, I love that. And I really do resonate with that because I've, you know, over the past several years, I've had to reshift and change what I feel that money is. And to me, it is that it's, it's an mm -hmm. energy exchange. It's, it's yes. an exchange of energy. And yes. in this capitalistic society that we live in, it's always that someone has to lose for someone to win. Right. And I, and I'm just like, true. no, it's not true. But if you believe it to be true, then it yeah. becomes true. Agreed. And so we got all these kids growing up and all these generations growing up that believe this. Yes. Right? And they, they got to fight for what they what they have. Yes. They got to they have to stomp on other people's heads to get right. certain positions and titles and materials in order to be successful. Right. right. The, and you don't. Outside. And, you, and don't. you don't need to, you know, I, I run, I run a, a couple of nice businesses and, and they, they do well for me and they are all about being of service to others, helping them live their life. I it, it's, you can have a business, be compassionate, kind and loving and, and share that kind of message and still do well in life. You don't have to be stomping on people. And, be and therefore be happy because yeah. you're not going to have to have, have any guilt because exactly. uh, you're being, you're being an a-hole to your colleague uh, right. to try to get the promotion that you're fighting over. Right. Exactly. Right? You know, I like what you said earlier too, about being gentle with yourself, you know, because we're talking about these different ways of doing things. Right. And in theory, it all sounds easy. Oh, I'm going to do that. And it sounds great. And you may do it perfectly for a week or two. And then you, you feel like you have a week where it just, all went to all went to poop you know this is where you have to be gentle with yourself and cradle yourself in grace knowing that it's not going to always be perfect and be okay with that and and so if it didn't go well this week that's okay next week or tomorrow is a new fresh day and you can start again and the universe is not going to punish you for that you have to know that it is part and parcel of the journey you know it's quite I love how you said that. Be gentle with yourself. It's important. It's so important. And it's like a retraining because, again, it's yeah. another thing that society teaches us is to be hard on yeah. ourselves, to raise our expectations for ourselves. Right. And, right. you know, I don't really believe in that. I believe in, like, putting yourself, putting the energy out there of what you actually are, are trying to magnetize yourself towards and just allowing right. it to happen and yeah. using that energy of gentleness and gratitude to create more of the same. And when exactly. you see how it actually works, you become mind blown and heart blown that, wow, exactly. this is actually how it really works. And then I get to live in happiness and peace. Exactly. And instead I, of having I, these up I, and downs, right? Exactly. Oh, I love what you're saying. Absolutely. Because yeah, you do, the same you page. naturally attract it. And I can say for everybody listening out there that I, the reason why I'm so confident what I say is because I lived on both sides of the mm -hmm. fence. Right. I used to be this lack mindset person. I used to be anxious and fearful. And when I look at myself as an experiment, I attracted exactly what I was putting out there as a frequency, right. as a vibration. So I attracted right. anxious situations and fearful situations because of that vibration I was at. And then yeah. I started to understand and see the patterns of my thoughts and my feelings and the patterns of the universe and shifted to the other side of the fence. And now all of a sudden, my life became so much more joyful right. and easier and abundant. Yep. And so the choice is yours. This is what free will is. Agreed. Oh, my gosh. That was so perfectly said. <laughs> <laughs> perfectly said. You are so right. It's yeah, how we're so meant to live. You know, that's is. what our soul wants. And like you said, I do believe you that. I, I agree that life 
is always going to have challenges, but it's not right. meant to be a struggle. No. Because we are a part of the great universe. We are part of the great one creator. And so therefore right. we should have the same properties as the universe does, which is infinite. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And it's just yeah. about shifting that mindset to being like, wow, okay, I am a part of this great universe. So I do have the same yes. properties as the oceans, as, as the raindrop does to an ocean. Correct. So it's and just as simple as that. Just, exactly. And we are just as entitled as those organisms to receive what, what is needed. Like a tree, you know, I'm just looking out here, my window, I've got all these trees out here. That tr Those trees out there take what they need. They take from the universe, the sun, the water. They are not concerned, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have so much sun and water today because then the tree next to me is not going to have enough because there's abundance. Right. There's abundance and they, and they just take what they need. And that is what the universe wants from us. Take yeah. what you need. I'm here for you. You yeah. know, but we got emotion and logic and... And that sets us And apart. programming. And, and the programming yeah. really is yeah, what it is. Sets us is apart. Yeah. The programming. The programming. Yeah. We have to we have to either unprogram or reprogram ourselves to our truth, to who and what we truly really yes. are. Well said. Exactly like a computer. Some computer programs are are written to move us towards success and others are not. You gotta you gotta re I like that. You gotta reprogram. I like that. Yeah. Very and true. Like, like I said, I, I speak I speak from experience because I have lived this. I, I know what it's like on both sides. And that's why like this podcast is about sharing that truth and sharing that abundance right. to point to point you in that direction of who right. you really are, which you do, Scarlett, mm -hmm. right? You all you are is a mirror for people to say, Yes, here's exactly. here's here's who you really are. Yeah. Yes, we, we have some we have some work illusions to dissolve. Right. Who, you thought, who you thought you were, but that's not right. really true. If it's not I love, know. it's not true. Right. And, and I think it's really, you know, um, it's, it's very brave of you to share your experience too with others so that they can feel normal. You know, sometimes we have these yuck experiences and we attract all this yuck stuff and then we want to hide it. We want to I'll never even admit that it ever happened. You want to forget about it, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think anybody is immune, you know, to, I call it a face plant. I face planted a few times in life. Um, and, and I came out more aware, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. I wouldn't change it for the world. And I'm, I'm grateful for those lessons. But yeah, sometimes it's like, can I just maybe have a little bit of a vacation from it just once in a while? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I face planted hard myself many times. Oh, yeah, do. right. Yeah. I agree there with that. You know, because vulnerability is not something that's taught in our society. Because, yeah, we are living in an over masculated right. society. So it's about protecting right. our emotions. If we're feeling something, yes. don't share that with anybody. Right. right? If you're feeling, if feeling emotional, push it down. Right? right but it's the opposite of what we should be doing we should be sharing yeah. we should be open just like what what you said with the trees the trees open and share without any there's sort abundance. of consequence there's yeah, just there's abundance they don't need to worry i like what you said about vulnerability and um and and it's funny because it comes up quite a bit in 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 when i do readings guidance readings um i see vulnerability 
and with fear rather than vulnerability with faith. And often a very common message is for, it's okay for us to have vulnerability. It's a beautiful energy. It is, there's nothing wrong with that emotion. It's just vulnerability with fear really has a different look and feel to it versus vulnerability with faith. Nothing wrong mm -hmm. to feel vulnerable. That's life. We are going to engage in actions and things that, you know, that, um, that we're not familiar with and will make us feel, you know, vulnerable. But when you have faith, it, it, there's a strong pull of energy moving you in the right direction. Whereas the vulnerability with fear kind of keeps you down there. It's not mm -hmm. very, not very pleasant feeling. So I like that you said that, that word vulnerable, nothing wrong with it. You know, and I think for me, that's been sort of my, my, my testament to, to my life is I, mm -hmm. you know, I grew up this empath and this sensitive empath and okay. everything. I was just anxious and fearful of everything. Right. And, but I also grew up to be this sort of like an athletic person because that's what my right. father wanted. And so I had to be this act tough at the same time, but inside right. I felt really soft and emotional. So I was like between a rock and a hard place. And as I grew up, I, I took these experiences and I really looked at it as a gift that, yes. you know, I, 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 I am a, I'm a strong, I have a strong masculine energy, but I also right. have a strong feminine energy. Right to be open, to be able to be vulnerable, to able to be share and care and, and forgive. Yeah. Right. And that's, I think, How is, beautiful is that? I think it's absolutely beautiful. And I yeah. didn't, re you don't realize that when you're growing up, you're looking no. at like a curse, like, Oh my gosh, why can't I be like everybody else? Just, just yeah. a cyborg. <laughs> oh, but here Great. I am. And I, and I really feel so, so much more connection to people, Right. I, I like, you know, and that's really, I think an important thing that we all should be striving for is that internal balance of that masculine yes. and feminine well, I, energies. I love it. I'm, I'm, I just want to sit here and say, yay, hallelujah, that a man is actually saying this <laughs> because a lot of men don't want to admit that, right? Mm -hmm. Women are pretty comfortable with saying, yeah, you know, I engage in some masculine energy and I engage in feminine energy. There's nothing wrong for a man to do the same. As a matter of fact, I think it's the most attractive thing when a guy does that, you know, and, and men, Sometimes I think in today's society, sometimes they feel displaced with women mm -hmm. making so many changes with being independent, you know, and who wants a man to feel displaced? Nobody does. Nobody feels good about that. No, and, and I feel bad for the men because they've been okay. taught by this, this toxic right. energy to this is what a successful man is. This is what a man yeah. should be. And, you know, they've just been programmed in a, a very poor way. Agreed. And, and I think it's just about realigning, aligning back to what you do is getting back on your soul path of who yeah. you really are. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That was, that well, was incredible. Well, I have to say this has been an absolutely uh, wonderful, wonderful <laughs> chat. And I thoroughly yeah, enjoy spending time with you. Yeah, <laughs> it's been really amazing. So we're getting to that time. Um, is there anything that you'd want to say to the audience before we say goodbye? Um, you know what? I would love to share with them an easy, simple way to make sure that they're constantly on their soul's path.
because we get so distracted with bills and all kinds of other mundane, you know, stuff. While it's important to take care of the mundane because we need to do that in this world, we also need to be in alignment with our soul. So use your emotions as a GPS. So if you are in, you know, that that state of joyful or any of those emotions, you know, you're moving yourself in the right direction. If you're in a state of fear or anything that is uncomfortable, be aware that you are moving away from your soul's purpose. That's that's one one simple thing. The other thing, too, I really want to shed some light on is. When we're going through life, and of course, it's important to go through life and, you know, have successful jobs and, you know, or or whatever that means for you, because we have to thrive. We need money. You know, we need to do certain things in order to have certain things to survive. And mindset is not enough. I just really want to share that with people because a lot of people think there's something wrong with them. I assure that your, your listeners, I am pretty certain 300% as a matter of fact, certain that everybody here that's listening has a strong mindset. If we have a strong mindset, then why are we not, why are we not all living the life that we, we dream of or that we envision for ourselves? That's because mindset is not enough. We need to take care of our mind. So mindset is important. We need to take care of our body. So in other words, our body set, eat well, move your body, enjoy whatever, whatever that means for you. And you got to take care of your heart set because I don't know about you, Greg, but it's really hard for anybody to succeed with a broken heart, right? So you got to take care of your heart set and last but not least your soul set. And when you have a nice balance in each of those four you'll find that your life will move forward very, very nicely and steadfastly. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Very well said. So I'll be sure to leave Scarlett's links in the podcast notes below. And I just want to say, Scarlett, thank you so much for this chat. It's been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. I, I, I was here as a guest. I learned so much from you. So thank you so much. It was really an absolute pleasure. 